0: Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm a mom and the founder and chief creative officer of Author
1: Accelerator.
0: I'm Melanie. I'm a mom and a writer and I'm pitching my first novel.
1: Hi, I'm Abby. I'm a mom and a writer pitching my first middle grades novel. Welcome to Mom Writes. This season is all about the ups and downs of pitching. Join us as we prepare to pitch weather rejections, change course, and hopefully celebrate getting agented. Mom writes as always, is sponsored by Author Accelerator, a book coach certification company. If you're a writer and you've ever been jealous of the amazing coaching experience that Melanie and I have had over the course of the last 150 podcast episodes, why not head over to AuthorAccelerator.com, where they'll match you with one of their certified book coaches based on your project and your goals. The matching service is free. Or if you've ever listened to one of our episodes and thought, man, Jenny's job is the dream. I want to help writers bring their books to life. Well, Author Accelerator also trains book coaches in their certification program. They have courses for coaching fiction and nonfiction and a course on the business of book coaching. You can sign up for their free all about book coaching video series at www.bookcoaches.com forward slash ABC. And now, buckle up for this emotional roller coaster on season three of Mom Writes as we take on pitching. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season three, where today we talk about what to expect when you're pitching. Today, I asked Jenny about pitching the quote-unquote agents to the stars. In other words, in order to figure out what agents to pitch, I turned to some big-name authors and then tracked down who represents them. And that seemed like a solid strategy until self-doubt crept in, and I thought, oh, she's already got a Rick Riordan or a Katie Camillo. Like, why would she want me? Of course, Jenny wisely sets me straight, so enjoy today's episode of Mom Rights. Mom Writes. So we are back for the second episode of season two. We're talking about pitching, but this time we're getting into the nitty. Oh gosh, it's season three. Well, season three. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's where I need a a speaking proofreader. You're my (laughs) speaking proofreader. But anyway, it's nitty gritty time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is like the
0: title of this of this episode could be "What to Expect When You're Pitching."
1: (laughs) So um, we all know that. Do people still read "What to Expect When You're Expecting"? I think someone gave it to me, but that was like ten years ago, and I. It's like the best-selling pregnancy book of all time. I think, like I would assume, people still read it. Um.
0: Yeah, that was just like all the questions answered. So that's what we're that's what we're at, uh, up to here is um, just how does it go? What is this pitching thing even about? When we have in the show notes, I have a "What to Expect When You Pitch" document, which we can share with everyone. Which is oh, look right here. It, I have it right here. I know we've got it rebranded with Author Accelerator. We'll give you that one, but. Um, yeah. So the, it's just a list of, I don't know. Um, well, first of all, the documents to prepare and how to prepare them. And they, they, you get into some really fiddly business with document preparation, because one thing you, you'll find as soon as you start looking into agents and pitching is they have extremely particular ideas about how they want things to appear, and everybody has different ones. Every agent has a different guideline or expectation of what they want. And some people want word documents attached to emails. Some people want PDFs attached to emails. Some people want you to paste the dot the text in the email. Some people want you to use an online form. Like, there's a million different ways that that the agents are expecting to get information. So. The first thing that I always have people do is is literally folder set up document set up so everything you might need is already and in these folders so you they're very easily identifiable so that when you're pitching you're not like oh my gosh I have to make a a PDF of my first chapter oh my gosh they want a first chapter that's single space or oh my gosh I can only you know they only want page like you're not doing that it's all done So that's part of what preparation, you know, it's just fiddly document management really. But, um, that's one thing. And then what, um, what to expect is just, is just literally how the work is going to go. So, um, the first thing is we're going to make a spreadsheet. So I, I, say Excel, it can be Google Sheets, you know, whatever, but it's, um, What we're doing is entering into a process where we have to track a lot of activity and action.
1: Look at this! Like this? Oh my
0: gosh, you have a
1: visual aid! I do. It's so big! I'm like the queen of just taping paper together because I don't know how to work the printer. Otherwise, I couldn't figure out how to get it all on the same page. Wait, let's see it again. You want to see it again? It's... Ah, so good. So tell us what the yellow is. So the yellow is actually, those are the ones that I want to start with. Those are the agents I want to start with. I mean, you've been saying all along, when I find someone that I want to pitch, put it in a spreadsheet. So I just printed that spreadsheet that I had made. But I've I've prioritized them by agents that I think would be the best fit. And I think I'm aiming kind of high. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, so that's the thing I want to
0: talk about because people always say that, and I think it's such a bizarre, I think it's such a bizarre way of thinking because if an agent is open to submissions, they're open to submissions. They need writers. All agents need new writers. You know, even Michelle Obama's agent needs new writers like the, you know, they're not usually like, well, that's it. I got one really big one. I'm done. You know, like they're in this game for for good. So there is no there is no aiming high. Like if you're aiming for people who represent really prominent famous authors, you know, they're just as likely to take your book and love your book as anyone else. So I don't I don't think you have to think that way. I think you are welcome to pitch whoever's open to submissions, and most. Most, well, not most, all agents will tell you on their um, website if they are or not. So Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome. So there's so many things to talk about here. But, you know, we start with a spreadsheet and to do what Abby did is um, to find the agents that you think are going to like your book. And I always say that that's way more art than science because, it's just kind of a feeling. It's just kind of what they say they like, what they say they want. You know, now you've identified your book as magic and fantasy, which, Mm -hmm. which is an actual genre designation, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, and, but what I'm finding is most of the, um, most of the agents just say they want middle grade. Now, they might go on to explain that they like things that have magic in them or they like, but no one's asking for middle grade magic and fantasy particularly. And so what I was looking for were agents that had, um, that represented people that actually fell into one of three categories. They either had a middle grade book that was magic and fantasy. They had a middle grade book that was in that sort of middle grade range that I'm looking at, so I know they represent that particular you know level. Um, or they had talking animals in their story, which my book is full of talking animals, and you know my yard is full of animals. <laughs> but I feel they like- probably talk too kindred spirits and so Wait, Abby, actually, Abby, that
0: line you just said my book is full of talking animals and so is my yard you have to put that <laughs> in your query you have to write that on <laughs> your query
1: that's so well funny. i do but luckily the the naked grumpy old man macaw has not piped up with the swear words since we've been on here <laughs> it's unusual <laughs> <laughs> you're famous your internet famous bird my internet famous bird <laughs> but um yeah, and actually, so speaking of being more of an art than a science, I my the the agent that I think I would most like to work with had a line in her bio that let me see. I think I I printed it out. I did, this is the part that I did not tape to the rest of my spreadsheet here, <laughs> um, but she said this. So it's it's Nancy Galt from Galt and Zach I think so she represents how I found her was she represents um Betty Barney who writes the world according to Humphreys series mm. which is Lexile level a little bit underneath mine but it's kind of in there and it's she's very prolific she and which is what I would like to one day be very prolific um but she has all these books about this hamster, that this classroom hamster. He's adorable. But when I read her book, because I actually went in and read the first one to Bell's class. I went in every morning for, you know, two weeks and and read a, a chapter or two. Um, but she really gets inside his head and she really has a good why and she really makes you feel like you connect with this tiny little classroom hamster. And I don't like hamsters. I mean, I like animals, but I don't really like hamsters, but I loved this, this character. And so I looked up to see who her agent was and her agent, um, actually, this is what she said. And, and it spoke to me, I think sometimes particularly, now, but, and and it might be a little controversial, but she says there's enough true suffering in the world that she prefers not to read about it. She loves books that entertain and enlighten with characters that could be treasured friends. And that's, you know, I don't feel like my book is profound. I don't feel like my book is, you know, some sort of like big political message or cultural message. Like I don't have any of that in my story. What I've written is a story that I want people to want to be friends with these. I want, I want readers to read it and want to live inside this world with my characters and with Bernadette. And I, and when I read that, I thought that's somebody who's going to get me. Oh, this is beautiful. So
0: this is beautiful. So this answers the question like, what am I looking for when I'm researching agents? And we're going to talk next episode about specifics, like where do you start looking? How do you look? You know, you looked for um, uh, a book you love. That's a great place to start or comp title. We're going to talk about that next um, next episode and how to research and all that. But for now, it's the idea of like, what are you even looking for? And what Abby just said is, is a perfect, explanation of what you're looking for because it's this ineffable thing. Like it's this ineffable. You would never set out and say I want to look for an agent who says they love books with talking animals. Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> you're not like that's not what you do, but what you're looking for is is as we said before, somebody who gets what you're trying to do and somebody who shares the the vision of what you're trying to to make and and so you're looking for some evidence of that, right? And the so many times people think about the agent search as you know, oh, I just want to be picked, just pick me, like I want date to date the dance. Or what's the? That's not the right. That's not the right terminology, is it? The I guess so. You know, like I just want to be picked. I just want to go to the, the dance. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's more than that. You're looking for a business partner. An agent is a business partner in your career, and they they're going to negotiate contracts and they're going to negotiate deals and they're going to but they're also going to help you you know figure out what book to write next and and how to navigate this weird world that we're in of publishing and how to navigate you know things with your readers and like they're an ally and they're a partner and they're a, um you know they're not a friend but they they're they're somebody who I mean they might be your friend but they might they're they're somebody who's going to be help you with the business of being a writer and so they need to get what you're selling get what you're doing and that's the big picture of what you're what you're looking for and it it's this weird mix of business and love because like what you were describing to me I could just hear it in your voice was like this person loves the books I love and and they might love my book and and that's a beautiful thing and that's where it starts for sure but then once you get into the nitty gritty of talking to agents, so you said something that made, it was hilarious. I, I wrote it down. This is so funny. You said, it feels like I'm going on a blind date, but having to marry them quickly if they ask. And that is precisely a great definition of what pitching <laughs> is like. Because what what people don't understand is if somebody, if you pitch and somebody offers you representation, you don't have three months to decide or you, you can't say, well, let me think about that and see if I can get some other agents and, and then I'll get back to you. It's very much like that dance. Like it's happening on Friday night. You're going with one person. Who are you going with? If somebody asks you, I don't know. It depends on what your mother teaches or your dad or your parents or whatever. But like, do you, do you have to go with who you, who first asks you? You know, if with an agent, the answer is no. If you get an offer of representation and you don't feel it, or you don't think they get it, or you don't, there's something that doesn't sit well, you don't think it's a good match, you you can walk away from that. But if somebody offers you representation and there's no other offers of representation on the table, you have like two days max to decide. And and so you are evaluating in many ways in a vacuum and so you want to be prepared for what to ask that agent and so that's part of what to expect when you're when you're pitching is what what am I going to do when I get on uh, got on the phone what am I going to ask right and uh, you had
1: a bunch of good questions that I hadn't even thought about in the the document here
0: um yeah we can put that on the download and and that's um, <laughs> That's what to ask when you get, and and the reason that 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 document exists is because writers tend to get on the phone and they they really do. They're just like, do you like it? Do you really like it? Tell me how much you like it. Oh my gosh, you really like it? And you're just so up in that space that you're not thinking, oh, I should ask questions about this business relationship and this contract that I am going Mm -hmm. to sign. And, you know, so it's... um, It's remembering that you are, in fact, looking for a business partner who loves what you do. But that love can take many forms. You know, an agent might not be gushing over your book, but if they get it and they have a vision and they have a plan for how to pitch it, and they're going to stand with you, and they do a good job with their clients, and you know, you're that's good. So the um, I have this this one. Agent um who shall remain um unnamed, but she happens to represent three of my clients. And um she is not a warm, fuzzy person that you're gonna go, you know, shoe shopping with in New York City the next time you visit. She's she's a tough, hard driving agent. And you know, she's a little prickly and she's she's getting her business done. And you know, so one thing to think about is Would you be okay with a person like that, you know, or do you really want somebody, you know, you want to think through what kind of business relationships you like, you know, you like, do you want somebody you can get on the phone with and say, oh, I don't know about my, you know, my next book and I don't know about my character and I just not feeling like I can write something. Do you want somebody you can call and really have that kind of conversation with or can you get that with your writer friends or your critique partner or your book coach or somewhere else by that point you probably will also have an editor but you want to really think through what do i want in this in this
1: partner um does that make sense it does make sense and i think i i think i want somebody who's going to push me to keep writing and write more because like when i think about who i want to be down the road you know i want to be a a Judy Bloom or a Beverly Cleary or I want to be a Betty Barney who's got a whole bunch of books out into the world and you can't do it if you're just piddling around and humming and hawing like I want somebody who's going to challenge me and say put your butt in the chair and let's do it and let's get it done so
0: yeah so I think it's a really good exercise to actually just write on a piece of paper what you're looking for in an agent and Part of that is really thinking through what agents do, and and they do so much more than um, get you the book deal, you know, a, a good negotiator, a good somebody who is, um, you know, you can get a sense when writers talk about their agents, what they say about them, and you can Google agents. Um, we'll talk about that in the next episodes when we talk about how to research and what to look for, but it starts with what do you want? and there's a lot of different kinds of agencies. There's some agencies that have, you know, 12, 15 agents in huge staffs and in-house foreign rights and TV people. And, you know, they're big operations. And then there's other agencies that are just one person working for themselves. And the, the size of the agency has nothing to do with the quality of the agent. But you know, what kind of a system would you be comfortable or happy in? What kind of a, a person, um, you know, do you want to work with? Just so you, you know, it's all about being intentional of what you're looking for. And I just hit hard on this because, as I said before, so many writers get in that space of, you know, I just want to be picked. And it's like, you're picking too. That's mm-hmm. the thing, you know, to really get through is you're picking too. And, You have to do it one at a time, usually, um, and evaluate one, you know, one agent at a time. Is this the right person for me? And that's why we're really careful about our strategy for, um, for how we pitch. So... We're, we're going to talk in the next episodes about researching and putting a list together, which you've done and ranking that list, how you rank them, why you rank them. And it is like you were just describing way more art than science, just what sort of speaks to you. And then we're going to look at, okay, given this list and exactly who's on this list, how are we going to strategically approach this pitch? Is there anyone we're going to go out to exclusively first? Is there um, are we going to go out in a small batch, which is what I normally recommend? And um, it seems counterintuitive to a lot of people, but you want to go out to your favorites first. And the reason is because what I described before, you can't, let's say you have a list of 30 agents and you rank them and there's an agent. You want everybody on that list to be somebody you'd be happy to be represented by. So they're all should be excellent, good agents. The ranking is you. is kind of arbitrary, but it's, it's you know, that list should be really solid. So let's say you've got 30 agents. Well, agent number 30, let's say you go out to them first to kind of just see and test the waters and you don't want to, you know, get it wrong. Well, if they want to offer you representation, you can't say, well, wait, let me let me go send it out to my top agent. 29 more people. It. Right? It doesn't work like that you have a short period of time to let that agent know and it's going to be very difficult for most writers to walk away from an agent that they like. If, if you get on the phone with an agent and there's something that this recently happened to one of my writers, she got on the phone with an agent who, who contacted her very fast after she started pitching. And so she was one of her top picks, but she just, it just, she, the, the writer didn't think that the agent got what she was trying to do. She was talking about positioning the book in a way that just didn't sit well with the writer. And so she, she wanted to say no. And, um, and which is valid. Like that's a valid thing that happened. She ended up going back to the agent and talking about her discomfort and that there was a disconnect and they ended up coming back on the same page and she did end up signing with her. But, um, so you want to go to your top, your top favorite agents first. And that's a strategy that we're we're going to uh, deploy. Um, And, you know, in a perfect world, you would send out a batch of queries and you would get multiple offers of representation or multiple agents interested in working with you, in which case you politely and professionally tell them all that there's multiple offers and that you're talking to people and could you let you know, you'll let them know in 10 days or two weeks or something like that, where you then have time to talk through each of them. That's the only scenario in which you, um, juggle multiple agent offers, but, um, that doesn't happen that often, that, um, getting multiple agents interested, it happens. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to expect anything to happen. well, What I always tell people is you should expect to hear from agents within 30 seconds all the way up (laughs) to never. (laughs) 30 seconds to never um, is what you have to prepare for.
1: So we did, I did go through that query tracker out of curiosity and I I looked up every agent that was on my spreadsheet yesterday. And they have like a, a data button that you can push that will tell you how quickly they get back to people. Um, and I did notice that it was about about 30 days, looked like what was yeah pretty average for most. And so Yeah, and
0: they'll um, tell you and they'll say if you don't hear from us in six weeks, it's a no, um, yeah. which is terrible. I call that like the black hole response where you just never hear, which is the worst. But um, you know, I have had uh, Several times clients get calls within 30 seconds of pitching and then um, many, everybody has the ones they never hear from. And, you know, so what you're doing at the start of this process is preparing, you're going to prepare a list of of agents you're going to be really happy with. We're going to then rank that list. We're then going to come up with a strategy for how to approach the list we're going to prepare all the materials so that they're all ready to go, and then we'll execute that strategy. So that's kind of the the overview, um, and and it is it is exactly like going on a blind date and then deciding to get married. So you want to be really intentional about again what you're looking for, what your vision for your career is, you know, I know you have a lot of books in you. You have the, this is a series idea. You have probably other age group books. So that's something you're going to want to think about. Cause I can see you writing YA. I could see you writing older, middle grade. I could see you writing adult. Like you could, you're in your career, you could write all over the map. So, um, that's something to think about what other things that agent represents. Um, So it's. It's just approaching this whole thing with that mindset of I want to be picked, but I'm picking too. I'm looking for a business partner, but I'm also looking for somebody who, who gets what I'm doing and loves what I'm doing and it wants to champion what I'm doing. And um, that combination of confidence that you're going to find it and also realization that you're going to get rejections along the way
1: as you get there. Okay. <laughs> we can jump in. Um, so good. So next episode, what are we... Okay, next so episode is the... Um, we're, what we're do we I gonna, need to do?
0: We're going to really dig into how to research agents and evaluate them. So we're going to look at your... Um, oh, dear. What, is that we're gonna, <laughs> what does that sound? You have to go. We're going to look at... Um, your list really carefully and and look at how you evaluate it and just get a sense of um, why you picked the people you picked why they're on there that's um, something to put on a spreadsheet is what attracted you to them why why them what else do they represent so we're gonna look at that and how other people can get to that list and then specifically on your list we're gonna be mm-hmm. looking at that so we can um, we can start making that strategy but so the next episodes are gonna be all about your list and. There's so many questions about the process that I know you have. Like, you gave me some questions about um, Twitter contests and um, what you do while you're pitching, and what about the pandemic? So there's all (laughs) there's all those questions that we're going to ask as we go and answer as we go, and that's what we're going to do.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Adios. <laughs> Bye. Bye.